Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn, here we are for another episode of the podcast. We're really trying to G ourselves up today because it's been such what, a week. What a week. What a a week. It has been the biggest. I think went into a cafe. Take them. <laughs> <laughs> what, a what, a week. what a week! Yeah. Okay. So before we get into what we're going to talk about today, because it's going to be a long one, buckle in for today. But we'll we'll talk about other stuff, yeah. easier stuff. What have we been doing this week, Jane? Well, apart from having a bit of a breakdown, I think we're not really. Um, we did our first, our new Progression in Curriculum for Wales workshop. We did uh, this week, but obviously it was last yeah. week if you listened to this um, or whenever you listened to when we did it this week. <laughs> Just shows the state of my mind, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, which was a great, great day. Great it session. was, it was yeah. really good. Really, room, which is really interesting yeah. discussions. And I think people went away with, we've got some fantastic yeah. feedback from that. So that was a yeah. really... And more, fabulous and more importantly, uh, it was a lovely lunch. Oh, it was a really nice lunch. So yeah. let's get priorities right. You uh, have been a bit of a media star yeah. as well. If anybody has been watching or watched the ITN news, but if we yeah. uh, camera in the, in the office. We did. So the office made it on, on TV as well. We did. We had Reese Williams, the um, ITN news reporter from Wales, um, in the yeah. office uh, doing a piece for the UK yeah. news, which was uh, yeah. fabulous. And it was myself and Damien Benny, head teacher of Penarail. And um, in the extended version, because these time was cut down at yeah. the last minute, there was Professor Sally, Sally Power from Cardiff as well. So we're going to put the link to that in the show yeah. notes if you want to and watch that. Because you weren't just satisfied with ITN or ITV, you had to do BBC Radio Wales as well this week. Well, I yeah. didn't ask for either of them. No, I, wait, they no, both wait, came yeah. to me and said, look, you know, we want someone to do this. Could yeah. you do it? And I must admit that the Radio Wales, I found quite stressful because they said, so we just done the progression workshop. <laughs> we literally just sat down. We're just having a cup of tea. And I tweeted something and then had a phone call. And they said, Eston, annual report is out today. Yeah. Um, would you be willing to talk about it in a couple of hours? And I said, I haven't read it. <laughs> so I, I quickly read the report. Lots of speed reading. Speed reading and 169 pages of it, yeah. Uh, and then they proceeded not to ask me about it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, that's that's the, the joy of being the, the, the literacy person mm. in this partnership, mm. is that you get to do all the speaking yes. and I get to do all the numbers. Yes. So that's great. So thank yes. you for that. that that's <laughs> perfectly fine. But I must admit that it is... Um, doing live radio um uh is pretty stressful because you know that you know if you make a mistake it's just yeah. going out yeah and not knowing what they were going to ask you exactly, or had yeah. sort of an idea but I, I know there was a conversation about parents evening wasn't, wasn't expecting was like, that one. okay they threw that curveball in but you did really well so thank you well done for, for taking one for the team taking two for the team but yeah it was it's been a pretty stressful week on top of everything else yeah. that we normally do because yeah that that night in particular i didn't get home until nearly quarter to eight so uh yeah that was that was quite long but alongside all of that we've been reading all the news that's oh. been coming out this week on education in wales we've had Coles wales we've had estin annual report we've had news from welsh government we've had a press conference from the minister we've had lots i, I don't know whether because it's the end of january 31st there always seems to be a lot going on around this time of the year every year isn't there but it, it was just relentless absolutely because it started with the minister's press release on press, the, conference. press sorry 
press conference on the Tuesday. Yeah. Which we were going to watch together, but you got stuck because the M4 was closed. Yes. So you were sitting in the car with that one. <laughs> um, so you had to catch up with that one when you came yeah. back. Then it Quals was Wales. Qual Wales announcement. Then we had the annual report. And then we had, at and the end of the here. day, on that day, Dis- the, the disc yeah. um, dropped onto the uh, inbox. It was just one thing after another. And if we're finding... Oh my gosh. Well, we've yeah. actually got some time during the day to read yeah. those things. But yeah, there, there was, I, I think, lots to be getting your I head think around. If I'm honest, I've probably been working from the minute I get up in the morning until yeah. the minute I'm going to go to bed because I'm looking at my phone, I'm reading yeah, stuff, I'm thinking. listening to podcasts, I'm thinking about it, I'm yeah. discussing it with you on Messenger over <laughs> the phone. You know, it's it's really, we've been doing sort of 12, 16 hour days a week. So yeah. goodness knows yeah. what people in school there, have been There doing. have been quite a few gifts going back and forth. There have, they, on, they have. Reactions to comments and things that we've been reading. But it's yeah. it's been an interesting couple of days. No, I, I oh, don't no, think no, interesting no, is a good no, enough not, is adjective. <laughs> I'm going to call it incendiary. Um, potentially even catastrophic. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, anywho. So we have got three new workshops coming up. Uh, well, we've got three workshops coming up. Not all of Oh, no, yes, they are. Yes, they, they are, are all new. new. Okay. Well, this is, as Jane said, we're not quite firing on all, all cylinders no. this morning, but we're we're trying. So we've got feedback, um, giving effective feedback, which is on the 27th of February uh, in Merthyr. The outline of that has gone out to our 5,000 email sp- subscribers. So if you haven't seen that yet, we will be putting that on Twitter over the next couple of days. So by the time this comes out, you will... You will have access to yeah, it. And I would that. say with that one, places are limited, so please yeah. get, get in quickly because I know we are. Yeah, that one's we, going we, fast. We will be uh, doing a short list, a short list, not, short, not even a short list. Limiting. Limit, a reserve list, that's the word I'm looking for. Okay. So then we've got independent, resilient learners on the 5th of March in Philly. Yeah. And we've got um, effective questioning on, on March yeah, the back, 19th back in Merthyr. In Merthyr. Yeah, so if you're interested. Yeah, that one. So it was the 20th. It's now the 19th, if anyone had already booked on. Yes, because it's always a bit of a challenge organising our diary so we get to do everything because people have particular days of the week or they have particular inset days or whatever. So it's sometimes it's a little bit of a juggling act, making sure that we get to everywhere that we need to be at. So apologies for the change. So what we're talking about today. And it was really interesting. I went back over our podcasts and looked at all of the podcasts that had the same word in the title. Mm. What we're talking about today is the crisis that is education in Wales. And in fact, we have used crisis to do with education in Wales in our podcast titles four times previously. That's got to say something. Well, we keep on... We're not out of the crisis, are we? No, we keep on, on this podcast, Mm. on the Impact podcast, we keep on talking about the issues, the concerns, the worries that are happening in education in Wales because they're important mm. to children and young people in Wales. Because that's that's the, the crux of it, that is there are things mm. going on in education in Wales that are detrimental to yeah. pupils' education. And it and it's not that we're trying to scaremonger, because that's not the idea of it at all. It's very much let's discuss what's going on because if we don't discuss things yeah then we're never going to find a solution or or move things on no and so we've got the and we're going to come back to that idea of scaremongering because there's been quite a lot happening in the 
cloud you know in social media in the news and it's been really difficult to, to deal with and there is we want to talk about that a little bit as well but just to um, outline there's been two really big pieces of news but as Jane said Quolls Wales have uh, announced their vocational qualifications we're not going to discuss that today because we just haven't got time to squeeze it into the podcast today well, that, it's very much gone uh, nobody's, the, yeah no, yeah nobody's really reacted to it that's good yeah Okay, so and we're not going to discuss it because the two other big pieces of news, the Eston annual report and the review of the middle tier letter from the chair to the minister. Those are the two big pieces mm. of news that we're going to discuss. But we just want to, before we do that, set the backdrop mm -hmm. for this news. You know, let's not forget we are still post pandemic mm -hmm. funding crisis, dire PISA data, mm. appalling Welsh government literacy and numeracy data. Mm. Uh, that that came out from Welsh government, and we are as we speak experiencing the race for the first minister mm -hmm. as well. And it's our education minister who is is electioneering at the same time. Goodness knows how he is finding the time to do that, but he is. So that's well, that's the backdrop yeah, to all just, of it. Just going back to that funding crisis, though, that it links in very much with you know not just one local authority. I know. On Twitter yesterday, they were mm. shared a letter from head teachers in Bridgend. Yeah, you know, over the funding crisis, mm. it has got to that point, and it's not just one at local authority. I know there was a, a TV program on what was happening in Caerphilly. That was yeah. another one, and there's yeah. other things that are going on with other LAs. Lots, well, we heard of one particular LA where there's a ten percent cut yeah. to the budget. You know, that could mean a hundred and fifty thousand pound budget yeah. cut for a, one school. Yeah. You know, it's that's a crisis in itself, isn't it? Well, and and I'm not going to share this story, but we heard a story yesterday about the unimaginable lengths that schools are going to in order to balance yeah, yeah, books. Yeah, and yeah. I can't share the story. I wish I could, yeah, but I can't. Yeah. But it's just it is. I It really shocked me that mm. these the lengths that individuals are going to mm. in order to make sure that children are yeah, as yeah. unaffected as possible. And I think that's that's where we're coming from. You know, if we if we start looking at the media reports you know i'm just reading the headlines uh, around the estin annual report here now wales online uh and quoted as the headline dire report gloomy picture we had the times ed said shadow of covid still looms over schools interestingly the bbc said schools in wales not addressing grammar issues that's a strange thing to pick out absolutely over everything else that's going on let's just look at grammar yeah yeah well yeah okay but it, it's because that's more important than reading yes but yeah, the obviously. the media scrutiny to to a certain extent is largely just kind of just gloomy mm. just this is awful mm. and it isn't really um incisive or it doesn't really um what's the word um it's dig not, down no, it's not getting to the nub of it is it no i mean mm. the the news report that we did for it then itm it was absolutely fascinating to be on kind of the inside of that news report the amount of research that reese williams did mm. you know it, we actually were in conversation with him multiple times over around about three weeks yeah. leading well, up it started that. before christmas didn't it? absolutely and i had multiple phone calls with him and we we shared lots of information i know he did the same with several other people that were part of and those who actually mm. didn't end up being part of that actual mm. report as well but the the level of research in order to get that story and then when the story came out it was originally supposed to be two and a half minutes yeah. and you know the he, 
they spent, they were in the office next door to us here in Kafili, actually editing that. It took nearly three hours mm. for them to pull everything together. And then they had to squeeze it down from two and a half yeah. to two minutes because, of course, there was a crossbow killing in London. And it's how much you can get in yeah. to two minutes. Yeah. But that's what we're missing mm. in Wales is that kind of detailed, incisive, fully background checked yeah. um, understanding of what the situation mm. is Wales and what's really happening in Wales. And what was really interesting as part of that news report is that um, the reporter, Rhys Williams, was actually at the press conference that the minister gave on the Tuesday before all of the news came out, yeah. at which he announced nothing. Mm. He announced 3.3 million for 22 local authorities mm. for additional preschool meal money, which is 150 grand mm. per mm. authority. That's So it's nothing. It's a drop in the ocean. And he said it was going to be literacy and numeracy and there was nothing no, in nothing. it. In fact, I thought I'd missed that bit. Yeah. Because it hadn't, I missed the first yeah. 30 seconds. So I went yeah. back on the recording. And after, there was nothing. There was nothing. Absolutely nothing. So that was a pure PR stunt to put himself at the front of the news, as we said, to get ahead of things mm. because he knew that there was bad news coming up. And in mm. fact, um, at that um, news report, we asked him... Um, whether the minister had actually read the report about the foundation phase, which suggested mm. that um, curriculum models like Curriculum mm. for Wales actually could disadvantage the disadvantaged even more. And that report's been around for four years. Mm. And he was he asked the minister, have you read the report? And the minister just ignored him, mm. just moved on to the next question, please. Mm. So I think that's the scenario where we are. And if we go to social media and think about, the kind of the two camps in terms of the narrative around critical analysis of where mm. education in Wales currently is. There are two clear camps. Mm -hmm. There is the, um, well, the Eston reports a fair report or, you know, we're, we're on the road to a brighter future or, you know, congratulations for the transparency in, in sharing this information or, you know, we've done lots of hard work here. So quite positive. positive. Or on the other side, there's just pure outrage. Mm. And quite frankly, uh, Wales is... It's very polarised, isn't it? It's very, very polarised. And I'm sure that is that partly down to social media, that social media um, encourages an echo chamber for most mm. people. But we're in a situation, and we have been in this situation this week, where if you say anything that is critical of what's going on, anywhere in Wales in education is that you personally are uh, criticised or your work is devalued or you are gaslit into believing that you have made a yeah, mistake yeah. and it's it's you are actually attacked mm -hmm. you personally are attacked and it is largely at the moment certainly on, on social media it's largely men the, the discussion is largely men. I'm not saying that all men are yeah. bad. What I'm saying is, as a woman in that conversation, that's very difficult. It's very intimidating. Yeah. Well, there's very few females speaking out, isn't it? And yes. I don't want to make this a... Well, maybe it's, you know, the, same reason, female well, maybe it's the same reason that there are no uh, candidates for the First Minister. Maybe. You know, maybe. women in Wales, it is, it's it's a really toxic environment. It, do, to it be. does feel a bit like a pylon, doesn't it? Well, it does, absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I have had... Um, lots of messages from support from people, mm -hmm. but they're all been private messages of support. They've not been public, and I completely understand mm -hmm. why. And they've been absolutely 
wonderful. Thank mm. you so much. But it's it's very difficult in public when people are actually saying there's something wrong with you because yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. this. And I think people forget that, um, you know, when you are, you know, the, the the top person in a school or you are the top person in a um, a support body or you're, you know, um, a, a person of rank in the government or wherever it happens to be, that you have that whole organisation standing behind you. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, it's just you and me. Mm-hmm. And that's and I, well, and I think sometimes people do forget that there's people. Yeah, that people have feelings behind. Well, people go home to their family, and you know, anyone within, even within some of the larger organisations, they are people. Yes. At the end of the day, and we all have feelings, and we yeah. all, like I said, have to go home and process mm. what's going on. And I think we will not sleep. We've had <laughs> that. Yeah, we've had that conversation many a time about you know how how toxic yeah social media is, and it's about being kind to each mm. other and accepting that different people will have opinions but mm. surely social media twitter in particular or x mm. is is the place where you can or you should be able to have those open conversations and talk things through rather free than speech. just yeah free speech rather than be shot down because you've got an opinion well that I, doesn't agree with somebody else's it just feels somewhat reminiscent and i i don't want to compare myself with people who've gone through much much worse things yeah, yeah. but it's just a little bit reminiscent of the post office telling all those postmasters no you're the only yeah, one yeah, yeah. because what they're saying is no the problem is yours yeah. and going back to your description of us as scaremongering that is a description that yeah, we yeah. have heard yeah. from somebody in significant power yeah. has said directly to us yeah. you are just scaremongering so the fault is ours. Yeah. And is it's like that. We are in a situation where um, things are not going well. You know, the backdrop for education in Wales yeah. is bad. The, all of the data in Wales is bad. The Eston report, whilst possibly accurate, although there's some question over that as well, I wouldn't characterise it as fair. Mm. I would characterise it as potentially descriptive but i don't think that's fair in some in some cases you know where they're saying for example despite the best efforts of the school and that's a quote attendance is still an issue and yet the school gets a recommendation for attendance yeah. well why are you doing why yeah. are you giving them a recommendation if it's if there's nothing they can do because it's their best efforts yeah. uh, it's just anyway it blows my mind is is the fact that um you're in a situation where i think we all should be outraged. Mm-hmm. You know, we all should have the level of feeling that came through from the I, the Alan Bates against the post. I, I think more importantly than that, I think, yes, I think there are lots of people that who are concerned and, and beginning to get along along that journey of being outraged, but feeling comfortable and safe enough to actually speak out and say something without yeah. being without the the threat of being shut, shut down. down and, and in, in shut down. Yeah, and I would like to ask all those people who feel the need on social media to congratulate the minister or the government or whichever body it is, why do you feel the need to do that? What's the purpose behind you congratulating a body that is safe? Yeah. You know, why do you feel the need to do that? rather than add your voice to a critical analysis that could make things better for children. Yeah. You know, why are you on the wrong side of that? Yeah. 
because if we don't discuss where the issues are yeah. and discuss discuss what the what what the issues are yeah then we're never going to make things any better all we're going to do is pat each other on the back well done for a job that's not really where we want it to be well i i would like to ask people out there currently which side of this um, story yeah. do you want to be do you want to be on the side which is actively openly looking for a solution to the obvious problems that are now surfacing mm -hmm. in Wales? Or do you want to be on the side that said, no, there's nothing yeah. to see here. We're all heading to a brighter future. Yeah. I would just ask everybody out there to just think carefully mm. about what you are saying and why you are saying it. I totally understand, and we have been in this position, where we know we've lost work mm. because we've be, been yeah, too yeah, outspoken. Yeah. But we don't want to be on the wrong side of the argument. We don't want to be in a situation where we know that there are schools, pupils, children, teachers who have been disadvantaged and we haven't done anything about it. And, and uh, there are individuals that are on Twitter that are speaking out. Yes. But they are few and far between. Yes. And I've got so much respect for those Absolutely. people who are particularly this week, who've yes. been sticking their neck out yes. and saying it as it is. Absolutely. And I would like to, again, yeah. thank the people who have yeah. contacted us yeah, directly yeah. to offer their support because it is very much appreciated, especially when you're feeling a little bit browbeaten bit and bruised, bruised yeah, yeah, yeah. by it all. So we are people. We are people. And we are actually quite nice people yeah. as well. But this this whole situation has made us feel very angry, very upset and very... Um, I think I feel really quite depressed about the the possibilities for Wales. Yeah. It does not feel like mm. a bright future at all. It feels like a very yeah. anything but a bright future. Because something is being said, yeah, in one respect, yeah, but then we know in reality it's not. They're okay. not quite the same thing. So just before we get into the the headlines, oh, message, so I just cheery podcast. Well, today, I just yeah. wanted to kind of lift it a little bit with a, a bit of a cheeky a cheeky little snippet for you. That I thought was quite interesting that we will come back to again later. The Estin Ready Already campaign. Yeah. Which has had some really nice, and I should I say, cheesy photographs yes. of people um, holding cups of uh, coffee yeah. and sitting at desks. This campaign that is to discourage schools from over preparing. And in fact, they had, um, I saw a video um, of a head teacher. Um, talking to um, one of the strategic directors from Essen, and she said, and I'm quoting mm -hmm. here, um, we schools shouldn't consider creating lots of documents and creating lengthy self-evaluation documents. And in the Estin report, one of the key, well, the key thing that they said that schools were failing at was self-evaluation is the number one yeah. problem. So, you know, you can't have it both ways. If you're going to have a campaign that says, don't focus on the self-evaluation reports and then self-evaluation is a problem. Mm -hmm. uh -uh, Estin, yeah. what's going on there? So the focus is don't have the length of it. Just make sure what you say, you say very succinctly in a very well, short... Well, yeah, but Estin report. didn't say that. They didn't. No, they didn't say that, Jade. So, <laughs> that's what I'm yeah, I know. <laughs> so we would encourage Estin to look again at their hashtag ready already campaign, um, telling everybody not to be so worried I'm not sure that's particularly no, healthy. No, no. You know, it's a bit sort of, don't panic, Mr. Mannery. Yeah, not really that helpful. But you told me not that I didn't have to get everything ready, but... Oh, I'm going to lose my job now. Oh, oh, dear. Right. Okay, so, yeah, a bit of dark humour there. Anyway, so the headlines. 
Well, Estin, let's just have a look at some of the headlines. Let's just take the so data. Lots of it's a PPE with data. Let's just take the data for schools being inspected and where they ended up pre where they started pre this this 2022-23 report and when they ended up this 22-23 report. I would just like to point out again that whilst Eston have removed single word summative judgments, they haven't done that for all categories. No. They still um they they're two words judgments, admittedly, but the bottom three categories are still two word judgments. Your special measure, significant improvement or Eston review. So, you know, summative judgments are still around, just saying. Okay, so at the start of September 2022, in primary, we had four schools in special measures, one in significant improvement and 10 in Eston review. By the end of the uh, inspection period, August 2023, we had 16 in special measures, six in significant improvement and 34 mm. in Eston review. So in total, we had at the end of the, sorry, the follow-up, September 2022, we had 15 in some form of follow-up. Mm -hmm. At the end of August 2023, we had 56. So that's mm -hmm. a significant, a significant uh, jump. So, I mean, the, the total change there was an additional 41 schools mm -hmm. in some form of follow-up. Mm -hmm between the beginning and the end of 2022-23. So, so I, I suppose within that, though, there's that element of catch-up from what COVID had done yeah. to the inspection system, so, isn't it? So that, you know, it, we've got that bit of a blip somewhere in between. So there is a catch-up. Yes. Not that I'm trying to put a positive spin on it at all, Finn, but let's look at it from both sides. You're looking You're looking at the data, and that's I the am. point of our... Yeah. Our discussions yeah. is that you know I do the the really do the outrage really well, but you're going to have to qualify some of the data a bit. And I do want to point out as well, we recognise well, we we dug down into the data and said, well, what's really going mm -hmm. on here? Mm -hmm. So I actually went back, did some trawling on the internet, and found the annual report for 2018-19, mm -hmm. so I could get the data for 20 yeah. the end of 2019 to see pre-COVID what it was, and um, the totals for pre-COVID. Right, sorry, I've, I've given a, an incorrect figure here now. So the follow-up at the end of September 2022 was actually 15 mm -hmm. in total. The end of September 2019 was 36. So the difference, the total change, the total change within that one year, 22 to 23, was 41 additional schools. The difference between the end of 2019 and 2023 mm -hmm. was an additional 20 schools. Mm -hmm. So... Things are getting worse, mm -hmm. not just year on year, but over that yeah, extended possible. period of time as well. So secondary schools. So if we look at where secondary schools were at the beginning of this annual report period, 2022, we had eight in special measures, three in significant improvement, three in estimate review, giving a total of 14 in some form of follow up. At the end of August 2023, we had six in special measures, so two less. Yeah. Five in significant improvements, so two more. Two more. Mm -hmm. And six in estimate review, so that was three more. And in fact, that was 17 in total. So again, slightly more. 
but you've also number of schools but it's also recognizing that the number of secondaries compared to number of primaries is significantly less absolutely so, you know and we know that there are you know there's a, a different challenges in a, in a secondary school yeah particularly around as we've seen at the moment the attendance yeah and behavior we know that that those things are rumbling absolutely still so we're we're talking about 28 inspections in total yeah. so yeah. It, you know the data isn't quite as broad yeah in that but i mean if we look at we did look at all age schools as well but that's kind of difficult because yeah. you know the 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 all age schools have actually grown in number quite significantly yeah, yeah, since we're not, 2019. We're not, we're not comparing like with like no we? so let's just look at the total number of schools so we've had um the total number of schools in follow-up in september 2019 mm-hmm. total number of schools and this i mean mm-hmm. primary secondary and all age was 54 the total number of schools in follow-up in September 2022 was 30. But the total number of schools in follow-up in August 2023 was 75. Mm. You know, so between the beginning of September 2022 and the end September 2023, August 2023, that's an additional 45 mm. schools. And well, most it, of those are primaries. Well, it also implies that some might have come out of um a category mm. but more have gone more have gone back in, in. so yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. it's like with any sets of data isn't it it's just about raising those questions yeah. to go back and explore a little bit further about what is going on right you know is there an issue yeah you know and if there is there what what might what's it actually be what, what's actually happening so let's answer the two key questions that came to mind when we were looking at this data so the two key questions were one why are so many more primaries going into Western Review? And it was the Western Review mm. um, category, category as opposed to the two more yeah. significant ones. Because 29 were added, 29 primary schools were added in the year 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And also, why has the number and percentage of schools in a statutory category doubled in a year? Mm. So, and those those two key questions, they they might seem really stark at the moment. There are reasons for them and they're not all doom and gloom, but it's it's if as soon as you start raising these kinds of questions, you're shut down. Yeah. Then you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And it might be going back to the data, there are specific reasons mm-hmm. that actually it's not a problem, but there's other things, but it, it is about raising those questions to let's go back and have another look and see what's going on. Yeah, so what we're saying here is um, there will be people out there who are always happy to raise these questions and talk about them, maybe in closed, mm-hmm. a closed environment, but we need, we need to challenge those people who are not raising these questions yeah. or actually congratulating the system at the moment. And we would mm-hmm. like to challenge those people and say, why aren't you raising these questions? Yeah. Because so you know schools are clearly, or some schools are clearly, you know, doing more than they've done in the past, but they're still struggling. Yes, and I think what if so we why if that? we want this to be a profession where we're supporting everybody, yeah, what can be done to help support those schools? Yes, to you know and, and to help them you know move on right so we know that more schools are going into a category so it stands to reason that the upshot of that is more schools are struggling mm. so rather than just putting them in a category 
let's work out why what, they're there yeah and then what can be done is it the school's responsibility or yeah. is it a combination yeah. of school and other people and, or is it a policy yeah national yeah exactly issue that's going on? exactly so um the if you if you want to have a look and see why schools are putting categories if you look at the annual reports on page 55 they've got a, they set out there why we're not going to go through that here but the fact that estuary review generally means that they have considered putting schools into a more serious category but have decided not to so that might be why they go into estuary review things are not all good with these schools and i think something that we need to remember uh, about the primary sector particularly is that curriculum for wales was first implemented in September of 2022. Yeah. So at the point at which these schools were being inspected, they had they were not quite two full years from a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Funding crisis had already hit. And for some of them, they'd had really limited time to do the work that they needed before they were implementing Curriculum for Wales, which might be one of the reasons why it seems that the situation for primary schools is slightly worse than it is for secondary schools. And and we know that the focus in schools, particularly over the last couple of years, has been more on the well-being side. It, yeah, and, had to and be. the recovery from from, from yeah. COVID, isn't it? Yeah, because you know, when some of these schools would have been inspected, they were 18 months from having, you know, head teachers, teachers, teaching assistants having to be key workers in schools leaving their own children at home, worrying about their own families. You know, head teachers know, we know there are stories of head teachers out there working weekends, evenings, yeah. early mornings in order to deal with this. And then just over 18 months later, they yes. might be facing an Estin inspection. Yeah. So the, the key issues raised for primary schools, according to the Estin annual report, what we did was we we've listed these but what we've done with each one is we've considered well what might be going on with these things as well you know where where might um difficulty struggles be coming from from schools with these things in particular one of the first things that is mentioned in the report is welsh oracy that welsh oracy isn't where it should be well, well we know don't we that you know the, the feedback we've had from schools, particularly those who were parents that were sending their children to, to Welsh medium schools mm -hmm. and also teachers that were teaching in Welsh medium schools were saying that, you know, the support that parents were having at home mm -hmm. and parents that were not Welsh speakers, mm -hmm. how difficult it was for them to support their learners at home. So that oracy, mm -hmm. the, the using Welsh mm -hmm. at home might have sort of gone by the wayside. Yeah, and, and not forgetting, of course, we've got the, the data coming out of Welsh government for Welsh reading. What a dire set of data yeah, that yeah. was. You know, year nine pupils, 18 months, months loss. And yeah. I know that year six, I think it was something, I think the average was 11 months loss. Then they looked at year three, year six and year nine. But we're not just talking about Welsh oracy and Welsh medium. We're also talking about Welsh oracy, in particularly Welsh, yeah. in English medium, yeah. where most probably, you know, when you're thinking about how difficult teaching remotely was yeah, yeah you know using incidental welsh and making sure that welsh was part of that experience was probably not on high well, on the was, agenda yeah, like low down the agenda was, you know and staff expertise in this area you know 
they just come through a global mm. pandemic. I don't think that um, Estin should have said, um, well, we'll just let them off the hook. I don't think that that should be the case, but I think that there should be a case for them saying, these are the skills yeah these are the skills that have been an issue and they do mention things like we understand that you know it's been very difficult during the pandemic but what they fail to do is they fail to say um and therefore um this is what needs to be focused on not what necessarily what needs to be done but you know if they said well welsh oracy is the issue and we know that there is a a dearth of um teachers a, a problem with teaching skills and there needs to be more focus at Welsh Government on recruitment and retention or on additional training for teachers, then I think that's a more honest, accurate mm. description of what's actually going on rather than leaving that out. It, a mission, you know, um, a mission is just as um, toxic as actually untruths. Mm. You know, if you're not going to say the full story, and I don't think the Estim report does tell the full story. It's the surface, isn't it? It's not digging right down into what's going on. Well, we've challenged this, uh, challenged them on this before <laughs> because they have uh, they put out, and we'll get onto this in a minute. Uh, reading they put out a thematic report on reading uh, ages ten to fourteen, in which they cited lots of the science of reading and some really high quality um, research. Uh, books like uh, Chris Such's The Art and Science yeah. of Primary Reading, and then in the main body of the report, promoted techniques that actually don't appear in any yeah, of the, in research. any of that research. And we questioned them on this and said, "Well, look, you know, why are you both citing really effective research and then strategies that are not supported by it?" And they said, "Well, this is in in light of what we see in schools." But surely it's not helping schools, is it? No, exactly. It, your role, if you're if you're if Estin are honest about their role and, mm. and they are actually identifying good practice and being a supportive inspectorate, they need to be honest where they're seeing things that may actually um, look OK, but don't have a direct correlation mm. with outcomes or they don't have causation for outcomes, yeah, yeah. you know. If you're working in a leafy suburb and everything is going well and you're using a technique that isn't making things worse, that's not the same as it making things better. No, it's not. So, but we could do a whole podcast. <laughs> we could, we could. So the next thing on the list of the key issues was curriculum for Wales implementation. Well, here we are now, 2024. Of course, that's where schools are, well, particularly our primaries, they've, you know, have they got to grips with assessment and progression? Well, assessment well, and progression was mentioned as one of the key issues. Well, we know from the number of workshops that we've run on assessment and progression and from talking to all the delegates that have come, mm. you know, there are lots of schools out there that are still struggling with assessment and progression. And the question is, why? Mm. Why are they struggling with assessment and progression? And this is, we'll go back to 2015. Mm. And... The reason that they're still struggling with assessment and progression is because in 2015, schools were saying, we don't understand how to, how to do it. assess yeah. curriculum for Wales. We need greater mm. support. And in fact, uh, Andreas Schlaker, when he was talking to government body up in um, Scotland about curriculum for excellence and talking about the implementation of curriculum for excellence, he was saying, well, 
what's happening in on the ground may not be the implemented curriculum may not be effective in this case and therefore could it be that struggling schools and struggling teachers actually need greater prescription and those are the words that he yeah. used so he's identifying that the teacher-led curriculum isn't helpful isn't making things better and needs something else so you know just Welsh Government, knowing there's an issue with assessment and progression, they put lots of things out over the years. Well, lots and lots of guidance, but it still doesn't tell you. And I know, I know there's this rhetoric about, you know, let's, schools shouldn't necessarily be told how to do it. Why but not? They, but they need it. Yeah, yeah, well, lots of support from Trinity St. David, yeah. the CAMI workshops. And if the Estim report is anything to go by, none of that has worked mm. or worked well enough. Yeah to ensure yeah. that our schools know how to do it effectively for the pupils that yeah. they are in their I mean, care. this I think there's still misinterpretation of <laughs> those key principles yes. that, we're, that we're thinking about with Cricket for Wales. Um, we know they're still, you know, assessing against the descriptions of learning going on. Well, the number of um, commercial packages mm. out there, tracking tools out there, who are um encouraging schools to buy them and then tick box against the description of learning or broken down descriptions mm -hmm. of learning yeah we had this we had that discussion this week didn't we about the you know those steps as breaking down b squared and tithe both have platforms that have descriptions of learning in them so teachers will be tick boxing those mm -hmm. So if you are using either of those platforms, you need to be very, very careful how you're it's using, how you're using them. them. Yeah, yeah. But both those platforms are um, are likely to be misused. So we've also got misinterpretation of key principles were identified not just at primary now, but at secondary. We actually had secondary schools who were assessing against the four purposes um, within a lesson. Mm why why well i think because they're scared that somebody has said that they need to know whether pupils are actually achieving the yeah. purposes yeah. so they've interpreted that as well we need to assess them against yeah. it which is kind of understandable and i think we're in a situation where if we've got schools who are misinterpreting things then let's talk about it and let's say where might this misinterpretation have come from? If something is open to misinterpretation, is it that it's not clear enough? Yeah. We, we've still got, I think, a lot of inconsistencies across the whole nation. Yeah. So we knew from the beginning that the model of Curriculum for Wales that um, is teacher-led, that is co-constructed, and that is not overly prescriptive, has to have a significant body of professional learning alongside it to ensure that there aren't problems with things like misinterpretation mm -hmm. and variability and consistency and that obviously hasn't happened another thing that came up at primary level was extended writing and that there weren't enough opportunities for pupils to write frequently at a decent length yeah. well what what do they mean by yeah at what, what length? length yeah how often yeah, I mean, somebody mentioned it, Karen Beebe mentioned that on, on Twitter, and I think it's a really good point. You know, um, if you're going to say extended writing, what does extended actually mean at each year group? How long? How many words? How many sentences? How what paragraph? You know, 400 words? What? Where, where's the, the quality over quantity? Where does that fit in? 
to this? Well, all the all the research suggests that if you're going to improve at something, in order to improve and have high quality, you need to chunk it down into smaller mm -hmm. elements and then build to the whole. It's yeah. part to whole. Yeah. You can also look at whole to part, but I would yes. I would argue with extended writing, it's actually part to whole. Yeah. Well, let's get it right first and then scale up rather than just, you know, producing reams and reams of crap. Yeah, we said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so an, another one, independent learning. And this is something that we've done an awful lot on. And I think um, what's happened is we see in the Eston report all of the worst practice for independent learning being being highlighted, but highlighted by Eston in a way that, that begins to show that Eston don't really understand how you would create independent mm -hmm. learners because they're talking about missions, you know, these kind of tasks, these independent tasks that pupils are being set in sort of key stage two. Yeah. That's that's almost taking that kind of like pupil directed, child directed learning from foundation phase up into the to upper yeah. key stage two. Um, but they're criticizing them for um being too low challenge and too um unregulated. And when you think about how you actually create independent learners, it is not just by um giving them um, the opportunity you know, to, to be independent. Yeah. It's been like a bit about resilience, isn't it? You don't just give them lots of no challenging tasks and hoping that they'll become more resilient. No. So likewise with confidence. Yeah, you and independence. You, you need they need to be competent enough yes. to be ready to be independent. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody had had one driving lesson, you wouldn't put them in a Ferrari and say, Yeah, go off you go, you'll be fine. Unless you're completely mad, of course. Yeah, well, that's where she, yeah. So, but funny enough, we're doing a workshop on independent and resilient learners, aren't we? We are. So if you want to know more about that one, yeah. if you're an Eston mm -hmm. inspector and you want to know the research <laughs> behind it, you, you can join us for that one. So the final thing that, that was highlighted amongst the Eston report that we're going to talk about was attendance. And I just want to quote to hear that this was said in, in multiple different places, that attendance was weak, and I'm quoting, despite the best efforts of the school. Yeah, schools are going ab above and beyond what they need to do and recognising, uh, we recognise that, I think everyone recognises that the goalposts have shifted a little bit. So more pupils are coming under the remit of, you know, where... where the goalposts where have changed from those who miss 20% of school being yeah. persistent to those being who missed 10% of school to being persistent. So um, it's a absolutely. bigger challenge for schools. But also, there are more pupils not coming to school. Yeah. And why in a in a report would you say, despite the best efforts of the school, attendance is still an issue, and then the recommendation goes to the school? Mm. It's not a school issue then, is it? No. It's an LA or yeah. a, a, a so special issue. Potentially, are we in a situation where we have an inspectorate who is inspecting schools and lumping all of the problems of the system mm. back to the school. I know that they have mentioned that, you know, that there, there are mentions of things like, um, you know, the change in circumstances, the, the fact that we've had a global pandemic, the fact that this is a big problem, the fact that, you know, schools are having to do more, for example, with for less, yeah, more with less, but more for things like mental health. Mm. But what they're not mentioning is that there is less support available and a greater need. 
you know, if they're going to make recommendations, surely those recommendations should be of use mm -hmm. to the system, not just focused on schools. Mm -hmm. Okay, they do also mention in the body of the report, but not in the summaries, weak leadership. So I think that's interesting that maybe, you know, they have recognised that during during the pandemic, that actually leadership was one of the things that actually <sighs> saved the day. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Um, according to our analysis of the 2022-23 um, Eston recommendations, because we actually took all 802 recommendations in over five days and, and, and did a podcast on and did a podcast on it. We identified um, self-evaluation, independent learning, and effectiveness of uh feedback as being the the, the issue. Uh well, sorry, those are the ones identified by Estin. Yeah. Self-evaluation, independent learning, and effectiveness of feedback were Estins. We also recognize that evaluation improvement was a recommendation that was given to a significant number. It was yeah. around about half of the schools inspected, independent learning as well. But we identified um, cross-curricular skills as, mm -hmm. as the issue as well, literacy, numeracy, and that would be reflected by the um, data that came out of PISA and the data that came out of Welsh Government. So the fact that that didn't appear as a kind but, of group on its own. Well, it's, it's also remembering as well that the Eston's annual report is for 22-23. So that takes it up to the summer yeah. of, well, of 20, last summer. We're nearly another Nine academic full, full year mm. in. Mm. So things will have shifted. Things have come out in the autumn term mm. that might skew some of this. Yeah. But it is worth interesting thinking about, you know, we are so far down the line. Yeah. My self-evaluation of what I would do would not necessarily be something that I did last year at this point yeah i would have done it a lot a lot sooner and made that a little bit more public absolutely so i think um the the fact that this is already out of date is is yeah. worth mentioning um but the evaluation and improvements recommendations the fact that nearly half of primary schools and secondary schools had this as an issue we would like to point out that, that we have a new inspection framework in which self-evaluation and improvement is a key driver of the inspection process. We also have a national evaluation improvement resource that was introduced in 2022 or launched in May of 2022. There's been a new approach to self-evaluation and improvement in schools. So all of this change, it's not a surprise then that with these changed goalposts, that schools aren't quite at the place the that they need to be. to be. And I just wanted to point out, uh, Matthias Mora put on Twitter, which I thought was really um, interesting. He identified a quote from the Estian Annual Report, which says, 94, 43% of the primary schools inspectors received a recommendation related to improving the effectiveness of self-evaluation and school improvement activities. And then you have from the letter to the minister, in the review of the roles and responsibilities of education partners in Wales, so the review of the middle tier, it says school leaders were most confident about self-evaluation and improvement planning. So which one of those which is, is accurate? Yeah. So could it be, perchance, that um, school leaders know how to self-evaluate and focus on improvement planning for the prior way of doing it, but they haven't quite got used to these new expectations. Mm. And maybe they need a little bit more support with that. Mm -hmm. 
So rather than just saying, well, you're rubbish at this, because that that is actually how it reads, yeah. is that this is a problem. School leaders don't know how to do this. They are not mm. good enough at it. Well, yes, they do know how to do it, but the goalposts have changed it. So what are you doing to support leaders to get better at doing it the way you want them to do it? Let's have some good worked examples. Let's see. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Worked examples are a highly effective method of professional learning. So give us, this is one I made earlier with all the steps, what it would look like, not a case study. Case studies are useless. Cameos, Cameos are even worse. Because so what if the school down the road has got it well and they 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 have a, a starting point and an end point and we have no idea what happened in the middle? So what? It's just promotion. What we need are not PR. We need actual support. And I would just like to point out as a final thing um, before we look at why so many more primaries are going into Western uh, review is that in the annual report, they talk about the support that it provides. So other than grouping together what everybody has had in terms of recommendations, which in terms of my individual school, if I've had an essence inspection, I'm going to use my own recommendations. I'm not going to go to the annual report to look for anybody else's. But they do provide some reflective questions. We love reflective questions, Finn, don't we? We do. And there is one set of reflective questions at the end of the primary school's um, summary. Mm. Would you like to know what the reflective I would. Is? Tell me. They are all about the same subject. Oh, that's helpful. Welsh oracy. Mm. So there's nothing there about self-evaluation and improvement. There's nothing there about leadership. There's nothing there about extended writing or about um, attendance. It's all about Welsh oracy, which, to be honest, smacks a little of let's choose the easiest subject mm. and we'll write the reflective questions about that. But I could be wrong. So. And I'm going to quote one for you and then we'll move on. Go on then. How enthusiastic are pupils about the Welsh language? How can the school improve this? Okay, moving on. Right, so (laughs) moving on. Why are so many more schools going into Estyn Review, Jane? Well, I think we've sort of alluded to this a little bit earlier, that we know that there were no inspections Mm -hmm. during COVID. So there is that catch-up period, isn't it? So that there is a shift in the system so the data isn't quite as black and white as you'd you'd expect it to be so i think you have to have that that as a massive caveat um okay but but we're in a situation where we've got a bit of a catch-up but you would expect there to be also to be a bit of a catch-up with schools who are doing well yeah but in fact that's not the case so in terms of um quality of um education in schools and wells it has actually got worse since covid but the situation in education and how that provision is actually paid for and yeah, organized yeah. and it what's expected of it that's changed significantly yeah. we know that the financial aspect of the day-to-day running of the school is you know the whole thing about school improvement it, schools are struggling well we're with this time of year as well where yeah. you know we're looking at staffing for next year yeah there's that added worry because it's also, it's also a very personal thing isn't it yeah no head teacher wants wants to make any staff no. redundant no because at the end of the day we're all people who've got families and yeah so if you're preparing for a staff meeting where you're going to have to talk to people about redundancies yeah. 
and you're potentially you're covering for staff as a head teacher you're covering for staff because you can't afford yeah. to cover for yeah. them uh, and you're also thinking about how you're going to ensure that the you know four or five or maybe more um you know child protection issues mm -hmm. are going to be dealt with at one time then and we know there's significantly more of those absolutely and you know that yes. you don't have the support and you've got the additional ALN reform then you could be forgiven for not you know trawling through research in order to find the most research informed method of teaching reading you know you can't just keep on piling more and more and more and more on on teachers on schools on support staff and expect them to just rise yeah. to each of those challenge challenges. Yeah. It, it, it's the system is creaking and it is going to get to it's the point breaking. where it's going to break. Yeah, it is breaking. So well, it's more than creaking, I think. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of to finish to finish off the kind of the Estin report section of the podcast. You know, Estin say they are the learning inspectorate that they are supporting. I'd just like to put this question out there. Other than the engagement visits, which I know have been very supportive, um, other than that in-person, you know, face-to-face -face mm -hmm. discussion, how exactly? Mm -hmm. How are they supporting yeah. their system again? Where is the increase in quality from their work? Where's the impact of your work, Estin? Yeah. Everybody else has Pretty to show good. impact. Where's yours? Yeah. Well, clearly from the annual report, it's not there, is it? Negative. Okay, so the next big news is the review of the middle tier. Well, this came out tucked in just at the end of a series of announcements that came out. And I think it was, it might have been missed by quite a few people, but then I think is this has been picked up on Twitter as well. I think this is the most interesting. This is the, 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 the seismic the, news. Yeah. And I think it, because it was the fourth thing that came out that week. It's sort of the one that's everything well, else is sort of why why did it why did the minister yeah why did the minister was it Monday he did his press Tuesday he did his press release so when did I, when did dust come out then Wednesday the day after right okay he so he does day. he does a press release on the Tuesday yeah. a press conference yeah. sorry press conference on the Tuesday where he had in the region of six to seven journalists asking two questions each. Mm -hmm. And he didn't introduce the biggest news in education in Wales for at least 12 yeah. months, if not more. Yeah. Um, okay. And this this letter from the chair of the review to Professor Lee Jones came out in, in DISC. And, it, and it's this review of LA's Estin Consortia, NEL, so all the middle tier, EWC as well, that has been taking place since last July. Yeah. So this there's been roles meetings and, and, and I think this first these first couple of months have been gathering the data to see yeah. what the picture is and this was a, a letter to say to outline yeah the key findings of this data before it goes on to a new phase yeah and i i i, I want to be uh you know uh, clear here as well that the process by which this information reached the public forum is that the minister had a meeting with the chair professor Le jones and maybe some other uh, experts who were part of that process to discuss the results of this. And then this letter was written to outline 
key points from that and then it was shared so this is not a report on everything that went on this is a um limited letter yeah that highlights certain issues from it because this letter almost exclusively focuses in on consortia there's very very little information about Estin, about nael about LA's, ewc it is almost entirely about consortium. Now, I, I would be really surprised if that's the only thing that was discussed in the 339 discussions they had, sorry, discussions mm. they had with 339 head teachers um, and members of staff within the middle of the tier. You know, I, I would be really surprised if Eston wasn't mentioned at least once. So they had 339 people in person, 353 um, completed an online survey. It may have been the same people. So they're saying there was between 350, um, 650 responses, which is 25 to 45 percent of school leaders in Wales. Now, that's, I would be very surprised true, if, if all they said was consorted. So I don't yeah, yeah. think this is the full story. You know, this was a review of the yeah. middle tier, not just consortia. The, the one thing that stood out for me, though, is the very first thing that they'd commented on that those who'd responded mm. overwhelmingly that they said they were overwhelmed by the amount of change in the system and that is a quote but, from yeah, someone and, and for me that's the worrying thing is it there yeah. we've said many many times there is just too much going on too much change and this relentless push forward mm. from Welsh government to get things done bulldozing yeah and that was a quote from Jeremy Mars's electioneering electioneering his, yeah. his manifesto he, which he came, likes to bulldoze stuff and that was that was the feeling that that we're, we're pushing things through and there's only so regardless much, yeah regardless of what whether it's the right thing or it's just because it's done we're pushing things through regardless of how mm. people are responding to it yeah and whether it they are yeah. capable of taking it on and something else that is worth noting the middle tier review quote unquote remarkably consistent messages yeah you know so this is almost like wales, and wales isn't it speaking with one voice yeah. and saying enough we are yeah. overwhelmed by the amount of change in the system also and i'm quoting here a lack of clarity about national yeah, reforms. reforms yeah because we've so, got a lot going on and alongside i read this this morning that alongside this we've also got the reform of the school year yeah yeah but, you know, the lack of clarity about national reforms, let's go back to the Estin report mm. where they're talking about implementation of curriculum for Wales, assessment and mm. progression being an issue. Yeah. Well, are so the two connected, connected, possibly? Yeah. You know, th that seems to be just going back to um, the quote about self-evaluation. There being a real disconnect between what head teachers are telling this middle tier review yeah. and what the inspectorate are seeing in schools. Mm. It's, you know, it's as if they're almost, they almost don't know what the other person is doing. I mean, we know it, that there are, there are forums where all of the middle tier get together. I mean, there's a mm. summit thing going on at the moment with education directors and the minister and all talking about the, the problems in Wales. So they obviously get to talk to each other, yeah, but yeah. they're not sharing what they need to share. Yeah. So another quote here. Uh, from uh, head teachers, there were serious concerns about the value added by consortia. Consortia were described as done to rather than done with. Mm -hmm. So that's how schools feel that they that the level of bureaucracy and expectation for things that they felt were 
not being used or you know overly onerous for very little impact. There was little or no support for key challenges such as attendance and behaviour. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and I think things are in are moving in that direction a little bit more since this report came out or since they've mm-hmm. had that discussion because we know there's been money and I know there's a group being put mm-hmm. together to mm-hmm. look at behaviour. But also, you know, in the Estin report, we know that Estin actually stopped inspecting consortia, I think a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think they don't have a link. Yeah, they, they yeah. have a link, but they inspect the local authority. Mm-hmm. And then the consortia is kind of, you know, lumped, of that. lumped yeah. in with that. But if we've got attendance is a big issue at um, school level, and we know that local authority, and I looked briefly at the local authority section of the Estin report. And it was very positive for those particular local authorities that were inspected. But if if schools feel like they're getting little or no support for key challenges, well, someone's to blame. Yeah, where's it going from? But that that might sit with the next quote. Mm. And this is directly from the thing. We struggle to decipher the white noise of the professional learning offer. No time to access Mm. it and a variable quality. quality. We still got that chestnut going on, haven't we? And that's been around for quite a while. Mm. That you know, yes, there might be professional learning out there, but if it's not doing the job that it needs to do, if they're talking over know, their own slides, yeah, and if they're reading their slides to you, you know, it's not about. It goes back to the writing at, mm. at length, isn't it? It's not about quantity; it's about quality. Mm. Less mm. is more. Absolutely. So, you know, um, the consistency and quality of estin inspections uh, was mentioned but mm-hmm. estin was given very little focus in the the letter um and i think this is this is the point you know the, the school leaders were described as being confident about self evaluation mm-hmm. and school improvement planning and i don't doubt that they are and i don't doubt that there's some really excellent practice yeah. going on but the expectations have been raised and that and but the description is that well you're all not very yeah. good at it rather than things have changed we need to provide extra support to to raise you to our new expectations but, but when you think about it head teachers are the ones that know their schools best mm. you know for someone to go in and and pick up things or mm. suggest things that mm. might not be well where's this is, school this is the other thing that we haven't really discussed in any great detail and we get an awful lot of discussions phone calls emails chats with school in staff that uh, we hear anecdotally that it's very much dependent on the team that you get Mm -hmm. which is it is really difficult but not entirely unexpected because you know estate inspectors are people and people make judgments best in a comparative way not an absolute way so to have to go into a school and to, to make an absolute judgment about is this good enough or not? Mm. It's really, really difficult. Mm. So they've got an impossible task and mistakes, no doubt, are made. Mm. And I think it's, it's the, the question is, does inspection actually work? Is it making things it, better? It will be interesting to see if the, the new pilot, because I know there are some reports that have started to come out on, on Estin website under the new pilot format, format yeah. whether that is making a difference or not i think it's too early to tell but it would be interesting to see you know have things changed mm. and are things changing in the right direction i think yeah. time will tell 
And just to, to kind of finish off the body of that letter from um, Professor Dylan Jones, when asked, because they actually interviewed all of the middle tier bodies as well, that consortia pointed to their positive impact on improving school ESTIN outcomes. Mm -hmm. Not sure I see the actual data to back that up though. No. So is that so the consortia have done it or? Well, I'm just, school. yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I'm wondering here now that if they're the ones who are actually having a positive impact on ESTIN outcomes, why aren't they being held to account for what's happening? Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, will we see a situation where if consortia are not doing that work anymore, will school provision get even worse? Well, let's hope not. Okay, so phase two of the review is going to have three things that need to be decided upon. How to support school to school working at a local level, how LAs can work together to support schools, and what national level support for school improvement will look like. Mm. I, th I think it was quite clear from that, wasn't it, that the, the one of the most effective ways to improve the system is to do more around the school to school yeah. support and to help, you know, yeah. working work it together. Yes, indeed, that is that has been shown to be really effective teachers getting together and discussing mm -hmm. uh, solutions to issues and how to move forward but what's glaringly obvious about those three bullet points is that regional working is is, is absent yes. and we know that from um, the um, draft budget that all the grant funding mm -hmm. that consortia would have had come April is going to mm -hmm. local authorities yeah. instead. The focus needs to go back to LA's, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, and the minister said in Senate Scrutiny Committee that part of the reason that the, um, or part of the mechanism to make sure that that, um, who was going to be using the money to um, manage school improvement is that because this review was coming up, mm -hmm. that they wanted the process to be timely and orderly and it feels like Welsh Government is saying consortia are going to be either more different than we've ever seen them before, greatly reduced, um, you know, have a different focus, have yeah, a different yeah. focus, okay. greatly we reduced, um, disappear. We don't know exactly. But the fact that he doesn't even use the word consortia or regional anywhere mm -hmm. in his statement response to this letter suggests that he is distancing himself from yeah, consortia. I mean, there, there's still this this idea of this national professional, you know, the professional learning offer. Mm. So this nationally, because it was mm. accepted, isn't it, that there is variability mm. across the nation. Mm. So this this approach to making sure that everybody in Wales has got access to the same things. Yes, but, but then it seems to be that that one that uh, one one level but then we seem to be going back to LAs yeah and the other level. but there is a, an expectation that every LA will work with another one so Nika yeah, yeah, Talbot yeah. can't yeah, be yeah. on their own anymore which makes sense yes and I think just to kind of pull together the middle tier review and what it's actually doing and the very reactive approach that the government are taking is that they've heard people and they've said right well, we need to do something about it, and they're quickly doing something but with that come, will come difficulty because there is going to be, they've mentioned in the middle tier review, there will be a transition period mm. between the current arrangements and the new arrangements. How long will that transition period last and how much disruption mm. to the availability of professional mm. learning will that transition create at a time when 
schools well, are more, obviously struggling more than they've well, done. Well, it's more instability oh. in the system, isn't it? And it's still a little bit foggy mm. about what is happening. Yes, they've alluded to things, mm. but, you know, we've unpicked it and discussed mm. where we think it might be going. But, mm. you know, it could be going a completely different direction. So in terms of the amount of chaos, and I, I use that word yeah, advisedly, yeah. but it does feel really quite chaotic at the moment that the minister will be leaving behind him when he either moves to first minister well, or another. Well, that's the other change, isn't it? You know, the one the, the one person at the helm of this potentially might not be at the helm of education. Clearing his desk, bulldozed everything yeah. through, and, and then he's off. For someone else to pick up the pieces. So our conclusions are, <laughs> we should be outraged at this. We should be highly critical of these things we should question those people who are not being critical who are congratulating a system which is obviously in dire straits yeah. at the moment but and we, so why but we also should be able to put our head above the parapet yes and talk about how we feel about it without, without being personally yeah, without being shot down and you know let's as a nation let's talk about these things Mm -hmm. and together try and find a way through if you have if you have a criticism or you have a worry or a concern about what's going on in education at the moment raise it yeah talk about it talk about it the more of us who actually say these things the more of us who say we're worried we want things to be better yeah, and it's not all hunky-dory is it no it's not all hunky-dory and you know why are we wasting time patting each other on the back you know yeah. let's let's make the assumption that everyone is doing the best that they possibly can but that we all need mm -hmm. to improve and then let's focus on what that is yeah. and how we can work together to do yeah. it and it is it is very much a pressure cooker mm -hmm. at the moment and i think we are at that point where the system cannot and should not have to take any more changes children the children yeah, they can't. shouldn't shouldn't be in a in a uh, learning in an environment that is broken, and that's the point, isn't it? Is there's there are children in classrooms whose teachers are off with stress, or who are being taught in a Welsh medium school by an English speaking teacher because there aren't enough mm. teachers, or who are um, not learning to read well early mm. um, because their teacher doesn't know the best way of doing that through no fault of their own. So we need to have a school system that actually is, is looking hard at what can be done to improve things. And we're not talking big changes. We're not talking get rid getting rid of the main professional body, uh, main professional learning body, because it's not, we're talking about smaller changes, mm -hmm. like making sure that if we're going to provide guidance for teachers, that it is actually research informed that it is presented in a way that manages cognitive mm -hmm. load, that it is going to have the impact. And what can we stop doing at system yeah, level? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I would yeah. say one of the things that we should stop wasting our time with is congratulating ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we should start thinking seriously about what we can do better. And we need a minister who is proactive, not reactive, in making sure that what we are doing is better, mm -hmm. not just changing things. So there, you are. there we go. <laughs> my hands. That one's that done. I should have put a little health word at the beginning there to, to, to pour yourself a drink before we started. Yeah, yeah. I think I need a bit of a lie yeah. down now. Okay. Okay. So what's next for us? Well, 
we're we're off on our little travels. We are. We're on a little jolly. We're back up to North Wales. Not on a jolly, Jane. We're off no, working. No, no, I know. I love going up to North Wales. So, so we're 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 packing up the impact van bus. Impact van, and we are off up to North Wales for our face to face session with the Venerable Edward Morgan cluster up there in Flint. Yeah, um, for two days, indeed, two days, and then we are hopefully going to be able to have a little bit of time over half term, and hopefully, all our listeners are going to have some time over half term to actually take a breath. Yeah. Having, having said that, I did notice this morning that I've already put three. You have three yeah. things into half term. Yeah, there you are. Yeah. Okay, and then when we come back after half ten, we're with Pensacola Primary in Swansea. Yeah. Um, doing inset with curriculum development yeah. for their their whole staff. So there will be no podcast nope. during half term. The next one will be on Wednesday, the twenty first of February. Yes, that's after half term. So we do hope that you all manage to have a lovely and restful term absolutely take a break put your feet up and we will see you again on wednesday the 21st take care bye now thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes you can find us online at www.impact.wales you can also follow us on social media on twitter we're at impact wales on facebook and instagram search for impact wales and on linkedin search for impact school improvement